Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. And now your host, business expert, Andrew Roberts. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. Uh, we've got Greg Johnson online from Kangaroo Island. How are you going, Greg? I'm good, Andrew. How are you going? Really well, thank you, and I'm um, excited to to bring the farmers this this podcast. I think it's a great topic and uh, one that certainly you and I both, Greg, have, have learned an enormous amount about, Greg, and, and, and that topic being how often saving money by doing certain technical jobs uh, can can actually cost you money in, in the short to long term. And I mean, you, you must see this enormously, even from your career being in business and, um, and, and from working with farmers. Yes, it's, a, it's unfortunately, it's a common situation. Um, a lot of farmers, I, I guess, don't understand that, uh, that often if they're if their heads down and their bums up working on things in the farm that uh, they get other people doing, they're often missing a massive amount of opportunities to actually use that time uh, much more productively within their business. Absolutely. So um, we're going to get into this and, and we'll use a couple of great stories from experience as we go along. Um, and the first point that I really want to make, there's three key points, and the first one that I really want to make is you, know, you can't remove yourself from busy land while being busy. You can't remove yourself from busy land while being busy. Um, and Greg, we see this all the time as well, right? So you create a problem in an environment and it's very difficult for you to remove yourself or, or to solve that problem in, in the environment where you created it. Yep, it's impossible. Um, in fact, Albert Einstein said that, that you know that the problem can't be solved in the environment in which it was created. So it's really important that you know that uh, periodically you step away from the business and and view and have a view of the business from a different perspective and you'll start to see the sort of things that that really need some remedies applied to them yeah and there's just a, such a great metaphor that i i teach and that's a um there's a guy that's that's walking along a river and there's a kid drowning in the river so so he jumps into the river and he saves the kid and he's feeling pretty proud of himself and looks over his shoulder and there's another there's another kid drowning in the river and so he dives back into the river and pulls out this second kid and, and um, then all of a sudden there's a third kid and he jumps back in and this is going on and on. There's a fourth kid, a fifth kid, a sixth kid and this guy's starting to panic a little bit and he's busy jumping in the river, pulling them out, jumping in the river, pulling them out. They're, they're all surviving but he's starting to feel a little bit burnt out and a girl walks past and she says, you know, what are you doing? And he said, help me, I need help. Help me get the, save these kids. And she looks at him and she, she actually refuses to do it. And she said, no, I'm actually going to go and sit under a tree for a while and um, get my head around what's going on. And this guy's furious because he he's thinks, you know, this is crazy. I, I need support here. And, and she goes and she sits under a tree and she's just thinking for a while. And she's like, you know what? And she's watching the river and she's watching him. And then she decides to walk upstream um, to see what the problem is, and she she stops the guy 400 metres upstream that, that's throwing the kids in the river. And it's it's a simple metaphor, but it's a great metaphor. Um, and and Greg, there's a there's a great example from from my history. I mean, I I've uh, been in business for for a number of years, 18 years, and I remember. When I was started out as a business coach, I used to drive all over Sydney and I had, let's say, 13 clients, might have been 14 clients. And I'd drive, and you can imagine getting across Sydney, it would often take me a, two hours to get from one, one appointment to the next. 
And I just remember hitting a bit of a ceiling in my in my business, and I, I couldn't quite work out, you know, if I keep putting on clients, I, I'm just going to burn out. Um, and I remember I went into uh, a room where I received some coaching, and, and we did this big audit on our time. And um, I actually calculated, the, it was the first time ever I actually calculated how long I was spending driving across Sydney every week. And... It shocked me actually because the hours it was thirteen hours a week, and what really highlighted for me, Greg, just just from from going into an environment to, to solve the problem was two things. Number one, it brought awareness to it, and number two, when I actually calculated that into weeks and then months per year, believe it or not, that was three months of my year was stuck in a car, and all of a sudden I went, "Wow, that's that's ridiculous," and. So the solution that popped out of that equation for me was um, I made a decision after realizing this that I, I can't continue to do this anymore. I can't continue to keep driving. I, I can't grow if I keep driving uh, across, um, across Sydney. And, and it was an awareness thing. And all of a sudden, I made the decision that either clients will come to me or we will do telephone coaching. That was a big transformation for me, a big eye-opening to leverage. And and as you could imagine, Greg, that it just enabled me to, to double the amount of clients that I could, could actually see, which, which doubled my, um, my profitability or my income and, 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 believe it or not, substantially reduced the stress, the stress for me. But um, I just wanted to talk about this, this Greg, because we've got these, these four quadrants, and this is, this is direct from uh, Stephen Covey, uh, the, the, the habits of highly, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, and we've got, the, we've got these quadrants and, and this... this, this urgent and important we've got this this urgent but not important we've got this not urgent and not important and then we've got this this area that's important but not urgent um and and greg you'd agree with me that we actually have to go into the important but not urgent it's called the zone there's no urgency in it but you have to actually go into a place to actually review what you're doing in the urgent and important in order to remove yourself from it, correct? Yep. Yeah, I mean, basically, pretty well all of the growth in business uh, occurs uh, in that zone, in that zone of the urgent, uh, sorry, in that zone of the important but not urgent. Um, and, un- and unfortunately, what happens is that for many of us, and I've been guilty of this, I mean, I've been in business for 36 years, we've started up several businesses on our own, and, you know, we've, when we first started our business, uh, our veterinary business here um, 36 years ago. It was just myself and, and Deb, my partner, and we did everything. You know, we were the head cooks and bottle washers. We did the whole the shooting match. And so, um, and but you know, if you if you if you want to grow the business, if you need to, if you want to if you want to achieve a bigger thing in life than just just um, head down and bum up working in your business um, day in day out, then you have to spend time in that in that zone of of what's important and not urgent, because that's where all the major decision making um, occurs. Yeah, and and I mean, let's just take a sheep farmer that's spending time crutching Greg or, or doing other low-value tasks. We're going to talk a bit more about this shortly because I'm going to really open people up to knowing your hourly rate. But um, whilst you're busy crutching, you, you're not going to actually see that that particular task could be costing you money, correct? You, you, that's not the place where you're going to get the epitome of, I shouldn't be doing this. It, it has to be done um, outside of the actual busyness, correct? Yep, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's the first major point that I, I really wanted to draw your attention to. That you, you have to remove yourself from busy land 
um, to, to initially free yourself out. And, and look, just to give you a, a really powerful, simple tool right now, which you can download here, is, is one of the greatest things you can do is actually measure what you're, how you're spending your time. And, and what I like to do is, to, and I've done this on myself and I, I do this with clients, is you actually measure everything you do for a two-week period. And you write down literally all the tasks you do and at the back end of that two-week period, you just come back and you review um, because you actually get to see where you're spending your time, where your time's actually going. And that will bring, the, the, the key word that I like to use, that, that will bring awareness to whether you need, whether, whether these tasks are high value, medium value, or low value. Because you get trapped, Greg, Greg correct, and, and all of a sudden you could actually get trapped in a task maybe for five or ten years that you probably could have let go of significantly sooner than, than you even realise. Yep, that's right. And and I think in a farming business, because of the seasonality of the farm business, you know, it's worth looking at at doing that snapshot of or performing that snapshot of, of where you're spending your time, you know, probably three or four times throughout the year because obviously you're going to have different priorities at different times of the year. And uh, um, but really getting it, it's it's such a fundamental thing. I mean, one of the one of our keys to farm benchmarking is to understand. Uh, the, the the amount of labour that's required in the business and and where is that labour employed? What's it doing? You know, what, what enterprises is it working on? And it's it's a question that most participants in farm benchmarking when they first start have a huge amount of problems answering because they don't really have a good handle on on you know where do they spend their time? You know, how how is that time spent? Um, um, you know, are they spending it on things that that are are uh, absolutely essential and, and best done by themselves or are they spending it on things that are essential but could be done by others or perhaps even spending spending time on things that aren't that essential and you know I think it, if you if you have that understanding it's it's just a great for any business not only farming it's a fantastic way of of really focusing in on all the things that, that are being done within the business and then and thinking about you know can we can we do them better you know do I have to do them can someone else do them can can we do them in a better way yeah and I'll talk a little bit more um, as the last part about you know what is some very high value tasks, and 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 absolutely one of those one of those tasks is, is analysis, and and questioning questioning everything, um, and and you, all top producers, Greg, and all top business owners are constantly questioning, correct, and and looking for ways to improve. Absolutely, absolutely, it's it's it's, it's a constant part of business. You know, I mean, you're either you're either improving. Um, what you do, you're either improving the output from the business, or you're or you're improving in a way that actually decreases the cost. And if you're not, it's one or the other. Um, because in the end, you know, the business has to be moving forward. Um, nothing nothing stands still in life and in business. And your costs are going up by three percent, you know, three and a half percent a year, um, every year. And so, if your business is not progressing at the same rate, or, or hopefully at a faster rate then you're actually going backwards. There's no such thing as standing still. So, you know, we, we're co- you should be constantly looking to, to improve um, what you do within the business, how you do it, and, and, and improve the, the way in which things are done. Yes. Yes. So the, the second point that I want to um, segue into here is, is, is know your hourly rate. And for me, this is a game changer. This, this, this alone can have a significant impact on, on how you justify what, what you do. And if you were to break down every single thing that you do into, if you like, a scale or, or an hourly rate, I mean, we've got our, our $10 to $30 an hour work, then we've got our $30 to $100 an hour work, um, there's a category of $100 to $1,000 an hour work, and believe it or not, there's actually another category 
where there's a thousand dollar plus per hour work. And this is very important because um, I just want to go through this, Greg, and, and come back and really explore this because I think this is such a such a key part because I mean a lot of things have to get done on a farm, correct? That are uh, sitting in that ten to thirty dollar an hour work. Yes, a lot of the a lot of the operations part of the of the farm business are in that ten to thirty dollar hour. Yeah, and 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 this is this is a bit of a harsh reality what I'm about to say, but it's impossible to get wealthy or rich. It's impossible to have a, a super highly profitable farm if you're the person that's always doing those unless you're hiring someone else that's going to work on the $1,000 thousand, uh, $1, an hour work. But the challenge with that is that person's going to be running their own business because they've clued onto it. And this is a big game changer, correct, Greg? It's, it's like I remember um, Brad Sugars used to always uh, – he, he was a guy, a mentor of mine when I first started out in business and he said, look, guys, I, I hate to be honest, but you're never going to get rich mowing your own lawns or, or doing your own cleaning of your house. He said, I know it's got to get done, but, but if you get caught up and, and you're procrastinating doing those things – then, then it's going to stop you um, working on the high value things, and and so it's so important to know this this, um, this hourly rate. That and and let me explain this because if you spend fifty percent of your week, and let's just say that's twenty five hours, and you're doing twenty five dollar an hour work, then that that's a six hundred and twenty five dollar saving that you will by by you doing that you will save six hundred and twenty five dollars an hour. But here's the thing, there's an opportunity cost because you might be saving $625 an hour a, a, a week in, in, um, in outgoings, but Greg, what's the, what's the opportunity cost that, that, the, that the farmer's missing here that, that they could, if they, if they were prepared to let go of that 25 hours at $25, for example, um, what, what, what have they got back and what are they in a position to do with that? Yeah, so look, it's, it's, it's a fantastic question to always be asking yourself. And I think one of the things that I commonly see is that, is that some of the really high-value um, activities within a farming business are often given over to people who, who don't have the skill to do them properly. And, and so, you know, you, you're spending your time uh, doing the, 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 the 10 to $30 an hour work and giving over the really high-value work to people who don't have the skill to do that. And I'll give you an example. Um, I'll give you two examples, actually. Um, one of the, 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 cl- the clients that we work with um, had, has quite, got quite a large cropping business, and we said to him one day, "Okay, look, you know, um, if you if you how much time would you need to free up um, in your business to concentrate on your grain marketing um, to do a really good job of it?" And he thought for a while, and he thought he said, "Look, if I could free up two weeks of the year, then I you know I, could, I think I could do a really good job with my grain marketing." And I said, "Well, okay, if you could free up two weeks to do that marketing, what?" How much extra money do you think you could make the business? And he said, "Well, I, I would estimate I could probably increase our income by two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So in two weeks, two hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars. You know, but given out, but but not being done because he was too busy being caught up in just the doing of the low the low value tasks. And similarly, you know, and this might resonate with with a few of you um, people who who employ." Um, stock agents to get to do their ram buying for them, for example, in a, in a, in a sheep flock. Ram, but the rams you buy, the genetic choices you make, have a profound impact on the profitability of your enterprise going forward. They, your genetic selection decisions have the ability to drive the productivity of your flock forward by by three to four percent per year, particularly in a merino flock. And that sort of rate of gain, you know, can keep place pace with the increases in 
um, in cost that, that's uh, happening in your business. And yet, very often, that those decisions are given over to people who don't have the skill to be able to actually do that job for you correctly. So, you know, it, it very, it, it really, I see this happening all the time. It's 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 a really fundamental issue. Oh, it's it's huge, and and the, the reason is again, Greg, isn't it? Because the the farmers so conditioned to two things that they, they, they think they have to do the work and it's saving them money by doing the work or they just they it's it's habitual um and they they don't have and they don't have the space to actually slow down and see far out by letting go of that exactly what you said it might cost me even if it's ten thousand dollars to free up that two weeks but i can i can so i i free up two weeks and and i i regain two hundred thousand dollars back on that initial example that you said and, and obviously the i would imagine if someone studies um, purchasing stock, stock and getting the right genetics correct, the, the right rams, and, and actually knows what they're doing there. I mean, Greg, if, let's just say they spend 50 hours on that a year, and that's probably top end, but let's just say, I mean, how valuable could that be to their enterprise over the, over the next decade? Yeah, well, it's, ma- it's massive. It obviously depends on the scale of the business, but, but the, 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 the long-term benefits from those sorts of decisions – are, are really are really substantial, particularly in a self-replacing flock, so or a, or a beef herd. You know, um, you're determining the genetic direction of your herd or flock, and and the decisions you make today, you carry forward the results of those decisions for years and years to come. So, it, it is such a fundamental and such a, a high value um, a part of the business, and and often, as I say, not not given the the sort of time, effort, and energy that it should be given by. By um, by a lot of farmers because they are too busy with the in the jobs that they're doing today. And look, I not not wanting to be critical. I mean, I was there myself. You know, when we started, we had to do everything, and um, and so we were doing the the low value tasks and the high value tasks. But what I can tell you is that you know you cannot grow the business. Um, successfully um, while you've got your head buried in those tasks. You do have to step out and, and work out how you can actually um, give over some of those tasks to other people um, who are quite happy to do them at the 10 to 30 hour, uh, 10, 10 to $30 per hour type bracket and, and spend your time on those much more valuable tasks. Bingo. And I mean, this is quite interesting maths because maths is, uh, the thing I love about numbers, Greg, they just don't lie. But let's just hypothetically say you have a goal to produce $250,000 in profit on your farm after paying yourself the recommended, uh, I've just made this up approximately, uh, a recommended wage of $100,000, okay? So if we were to do the maths on this, um, that's a $350,000 income. And of course, there's seasons, there's fluctuations, but but this is a powerful exercise. So let's just say you've got a goal to generate $350,000 in profit. Now, if we actually were to divide that back by 48 weeks of a year to enable you to have four weeks off, I, I, I truly believe um, that people that, that work 54 weeks a year, by, they think they're more productive, in my opinion, are foolish. Uh, the ones that actually have some time out will actually be more effective with that time. So I've given you four weeks holiday. So 48 weeks work to generate $350,000 $250,000 profit plus $100,000 salary to you, Greg, dividing it back um, is $7,291 per week, okay? Now, if we divide that back by 40 hours a week, which is a, 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 um, an, a recommended amount of work. Now, I know some farmers work 60 hours, some probably 100. Um, but one of the key areas at Farm Owners Academy is, is we, we, we don't believe in grinding yourself into the ground. Like, we, we want to see you have, a, have great work-life balance. So, you know, I, th- I think 40 hours is a healthy amount of hours, 
you could take 50 if you wanted, but if you were to take that 7,291 a week that you have to make to make $350,000 profit, divide it back by 40 hours, that's actually $182 an hour. And this is really interesting because all of a sudden, I mean, I, and I've been coaching businesses for, for, as I mentioned, 18 years. One of the first thing I'll do is I'll get them crystal clear on what does your hourly rate need to be to make the profit goal that you want. And often it's around that $100 to $400 an hour mark. And my next question is, look, if you're not playing at that level or above, how can you expect to make that profit? If everything you're doing is not at that hourly rate, then, then you can't, it's very hard to justify making that profit. And this is interesting, and, and, and Greg, we both know this because not every, every hour is productive in a week, so you're not going to get a full 40 hours of productivity. So I actually think you've got to divide that 40 hours down again to, by two. I actually believe you get 20 really productive hours a week. And so if you really look at that, if, if there's 20 productive hours for you to pull $350,000 out a year, your hourly rate needs to sit at $364 an hour. And I think this is just in your face when you see this because all of a sudden, um, if you knew, okay, for me to make three hundred and sixty-five or three hundred and fifty grand a year, I have to be operating at three hundred and sixty-four dollar an hour jobs. And um, because this segues me into the, the third and final piece of this, Greg. But I mean, what are some of the the, the the skills? What are some of the? And we've already covered a couple of them. But what are some of the? the things that you can do when it comes to running a business that sit at, if you like, $324 an hour um, work or, or higher from, from your, just off the cuff, what, what would be two or three things you could do that, that would actually be paid at that, that high hourly rate? Well, bef- actually, before I go on to that, I'll just, I'll just add to the calculations that you just highlighted in terms of the hourly rate. So, you know, we, we're talking about a $250,000 profit plus $100,000 in, in owner wage being paid to yourself and, and the hourly rate that's required to, to generate that. But don't forget, that's, that's, that's after costs. So the, the hourly rate you actually have to, the, the hourly rate you ha- actually have to generate has to allow for costs as well. And so, you know, in a, in a good farming business, the costs make up about 70% of the, of the, of the overall um, income uh, that's generated. So, so that $182 uh, an hour actually equates to about $600 an hour, just a bit over $600 an hour for a 40 hour week. Um, and then you know you need to then um, add in the calculation around the effectiveness of, of the work time, how many hours you actually effectively work. So, so really you have to be operating in that you know in the in the six to eight hundred dollar um, region to to really uh, start to, to to drive the business to the point where you can make a substantial profit. Um, so, but just in terms of the sorts of things that um, really are the very high value tasks within a within farming businesses. I mean, one of the big, biggest ones is planning. Planning and budgeting is just such a huge um, opportunity within the farming, with any actually in any business space, to be able to get clarity around you know where you want the business to go and 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 make sure that it's going to reach those goals. And that happens only through planning and through implementation of those plans. And and you know having the budgets and and forecasts to be able to work to to make sure that um, you know you're on track to reach those goals. So that's that's a massive one, Andrew. You, you must see that as well in, in in all businesses. Oh, I mean, it's huge, and it, and it, it is absolutely one thousand dollar an hour plus work because planning gets you to look at where you're spending your time, and what is high priority and what's not priority. I mean, let's just segue into another one, um, Greg. How important is negotiating? 
Yes, negotiating is, is just a massive one. I mean, you know, it's, it's really interesting when we talk to farming businesses and we talk to them about their organisational structure and, and, you know, and, and we talk about sales and marketing. And, and most farmers, when you talk to them about sales and marketing, they would they probably think, well, you know, actually we don't have a very big sales and marketing aspect to our business. But it's absolutely false. I mean, you are, you are marketing, you are selling and marketing yourself and your business every day of the, of the year. Whenever you are interacting with anybody that, that actually supports your business in any way, Way, you are you are selling. You are selling yourself. You are selling your business. You are selling what you what you actually do. Um, you know whether it's your suppliers or whether it's the the products that you've actually got to market and all the rest of it. It's all selling, and so you know you are selling um, uh, constantly. And the the sales part, uh, the sales arm or the sales division of a farming business is actually a significant, a very significant part of um, of farming. I mean, if you you can produce all of the grain, all of the with the wool, all of the meat. Uh, the beef that you like, but if you can't sell it and you don't sell it effectively, then you know then you are, you are basically not capitalising on the opportunity that you're providing yourself with by producing those commodities. So, so se- the selling is really important and a, and a really important part of selling and a really important part of of basically um, running the fa- the farm business in an effective way is negotiation. It's being able to negotiate with suppliers, negotiating with. Um, purchases, negotiating with team members, negotiating with the bankers, negotiating with all of the people that actually um, support your business in one way or another. So it's it's a massive, massive um, skill and and a very very high value uh, part of the business. Yeah, I'll give you one thing you could do immediately after this after this podcast, Greg. I mean, typically if you, you you've done a lot of benchmarking and probably putting you on the spot a bit with this, but um, what would be a average farm? that you see electricity cost, say, on a quarterly bill? Um, so farm electricity, well, obviously it varies dramatically depending on the type of business. But, uh, but you know, let's, let's say that, you know, for the average farmer, they're probably looking at um, $1,500 to $2,000, something like okay, that. So let, let's, just, let's just hypothetically say 2000 a quarter or a year. No, a year. That's an annual year. Okay, so... So let's just say that um, you have a $2,000 electricity cost per year. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I just went through this. Um, Greg, how long would it take you to pick up the phone and ring the, the provider of that uh, electricity supplier and, and ask for a, for a better deal? Look, uh, you should be able to get it done within half an hour, I would have thought. Yeah. Yep. So let's just say 30 minutes. And, um, and this, by the way, this, 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 I just had this happen with me. I asked for a discount. I got 20% knocked off. So if it's twenty percent, and and here, so so obviously twenty percent of two thousand dollars, Greg, four four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars, yep. I'm not, and I'm not guaranteeing you that your provider will will do this, but four hundred dollars now over a um, five year time frame, right? What what does that work out to be? That's another. Um, it's, t- it's another two thousand dollars. Yeah. So you actually pretty much buy a full year free of electricity. Um, uh, worth. So so if, if you actually look at look at the at the at the return on that twenty minutes, if you can if you can do the maths on that, the return on that twenty minutes is 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 way higher than than being out <laughs> spending twenty, you know, making uh, even even two even two days on a tractor grab. I mean, how many days would you have to work at twenty five dollars an hour to make to save two k or make two k? Yeah, so it's, it's it's a lot of time. So yeah, I mean, the point is that I think the point we're trying to make here is that you know. Just, just small, spending a little bit of time in, in lots of different areas in your business, um, instead of being out in the paddock um, necessarily doing some low value tasks, can often create far more opportunity than what you you, you um, 
than what um, you actually are, the money that you're making or saving by actually being out doing the job yourself. Really, then that that's that's really what we're talking about here. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, so just um, just to, to finish up on that, some some other ideas, uh, marketing. Um, yep, training so, your team. Yeah, training team training is a, is a massive one. I mean, there's yeah. a I often people say often say to me, you know, well, I, it's a, it's a bit of a bugger. I, I employ somebody and we put them through training and then they leave. And you know, and the thing I say to them is always, well, it's better that you actually train somebody and, and they leave than you don't train somebody and they stay. It's it's really important that that you do train your team. I mean, having a team work for you is all about leverage and what they can provide. It's all about upskilling them to the, to, so that they can do the work that you don't have to do and, and do it in a way that is often more effective because they've got more time to do the, the work that they um, that they are tasked to do. They're not, they're not having to do all of the things that you do as a business owner. So they can spend more time, effort and energy on, on those jobs and often do a better jo- uh, jo- uh, job of them. Um, but they must be trained properly. And, and the, the more time you spend on training and, and, and upskilling your team, um, the more you'll be able to let go and, and give to them and uh, the more time that will free up for yourself. It's a huge amount of leverage. Um, but, and I mentioned it before, but uh, genetic decisions, uh, ram and bull buying, um, in self-replacing uh, cattle and, and sheep flocks, uh, herds and, cat- and flocks, it's just a, it's a it's a very very high value um, exercise. And it's a, if it's done properly, then you know you can minimise your expenditure and maximise the return. Um, and it, it absolutely is thousand um, dollar an hour type work because of the, the returns, potential returns it brings to the business. It's just, it can be absolutely it's absolutely massive when you start to understand the value that, that is in that uh, in that space. Yeah, and uh, what about systems, Greg? Systems are, are a massive. I mean, it's, it's the same as we talked just before about uh, training, but systems go hand in hand, really. You know, if you can systemize your business and, and, and basically have document the systems, the key systems within your business that are repeated on a, on, a, on a regular basis, if they can be documented, then that provides the perfect opportunity to be able to hand them off to somebody else and have them run uh, the, those systems uh, run exactly the same way as they would if you were doing them yourself. And, and, and that uh, alone, you know, uh, frees up a lot of time, effort and energy. And, you know, often you can employ people... Um, you know, in Australia, but also not necessarily in Australia, overseas, to do some of these tasks. Like bookkeeping is a classic one. Um, you know, if you can systemise your your bookkeeping system, uh, the the way you handle your invoices and pay your creditors, um, then that can be handed off to somebody, and often at quite a low um, dollar per hour rate. I mean, optimising, Greg. There's, there's so much to look at if you can slow down and see how you can create more efficiencies on the farm, correct? With with no understanding optimisation. Yep. Yes, there's no doubt about that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So th- the list goes on, and and um, you know one of the, the the reasons why we can help farmers um, really get ahead so much quicker than, than than others is is because we're we're pulling them out of their environment, and we're, we're actually showing or, or opening them up to where they can work on these this thousand dollar an hour work. And it's it's only when you start putting those, these things in place um, that you actually start running it. Uh, a, a great business and, and you move from being a farmer to running a great business so I think it's a it's a great topic and um, and just to just to summarize this I just wanted to go over like you have to get yourself into a new environment you can't be in the busyness to remove yourself from the busyness number one two you know know your hourly rate set the goal and ask yourself the question how much profit do you want to make what what does my profitability need to do? And number three, learn and understand and master the skills that are $1,000 an hour plus work and then focus on doing those first. Get those done 
and um, you know what, what's, your, what's your what's your profitability soar? And, and not only that, Greg. I mean, watch um, how you'll you'll also be able to uh, work significantly less as well because you'll you'll be freeing yourself out of being being busy. Absolutely, that's really the key. The key to it in the end is is always be looking to see how how you can actually relieve yourself from a lot of those tasks on the on the farm in a in a, in a way that actually um, adds value to the to the business going forward. And that may sound strange, you know. How can I actually stop doing some of these things and pay someone else to do them and and make more money? But you know, it, it is actually a fundamental. Um, concept, and when you get wrap your head around it and understand that you know that you that by you spending your time more of your time in those in those um, um, not urgent but important areas of the business um, and doing a good job of those, how it will it will dramatically grow the business um, and add, add far more value than you're adding to it by actually being out in the paddock doing those um, those low value tasks. Great. So I hope you got some ideas from this. If you are listening to this and you'd like further information on our Top Producers program, um, our, what we call our Pl- Platinum Mastermind, which, which actually teaches the Top Producers program, Transforming, Optimise, and then Propel Your Farm, um, send us an email, support at farmownersacademy.com. But um, thanks for being here, Greg, and uh, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Fantastic. See you later, guys.